I would try some type of cannabis that wouldn't work for me. Maybe it was something that a friend said, oh, this is really relaxing, this will help you. And I would try it out and I would actually get much more anxious or I would feel sicker. But then other types of cannabis were like life-changing. I would just take a little puff and instantly my anxiety would melt away, my pain would be gone. This is the Cannabis Enigma, cutting through the smoke to have informed, serious conversations for regular people. Hi, I'm Alana Goldberg. And I'm Michael Schaefer-Omerman. What have you got for us today, Mike? For this episode, I spoke with Emily Erlenbow, who is somebody that we work with here at the Kenigma. She's a cannabis writer and educator, and I spoke to her about her story, both personally as a cannabis patient and about her work today as a consultant who helps new patients find what works for them uh, with cannabis. Yeah, I was really excited to hear this interview, given that we work so closely, as you said, with Emily at the Kenigma. Um, how was it? What did she tell you? Well, as as I alluded to, you know, one of the things that stood out to me was that it took a year, a full year of using cannabis for her before she found the combination and the strain and the amounts and, and the, the right formula that worked for her. Right. And paradoxically, even though she was in California, so she had access to a variety of different cannabis products, um, that kind of variety actually made it more difficult for her to find the strain and the delivery methods that work for her rather than kind of simplifying the process. Exactly. So uh, we spoke about a lot of interesting things from cannabis and meditation to cannabis and defending a PhD dissertation. Let's hear it from Emily. Hi, Emily. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. So we have been corresponding for many months um, about the topics we're going to be speaking about today, uh, medical cannabis and, and various aspects of its use and research and how, how people, the issues and, and questions that people have about it. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about your story first. So how did how did you first encounter cannabis in a medicinal uh, capacity or realm? Sure. Um, so for me, cannabis, you uh, started as a patient. So I have um, been diagnosed with a generalized anxiety disorder and a fibromyalgia, a chronic pain condition. So really for my entire life, as long as I can remember, I've had um, a lot of pain, a lot of anxiety on just a daily basis. Um, it wasn't until undergrad that I was actually diagnosed with the conditions, and um, I went on some pharmaceutical medications at the time uh, that you know helped me for a few years, and then started to actually really diminish my health. Um, I started to have a much weaker immune system, so I was getting sick from things like strep throat, whooping cough, like basically every other uh, 
every other week I would get some new uh, virus or bacteria that my system wasn't able to fight off. So I realized that I was really going to need a different solution for my anxiety than these pharmaceuticals that I had been on. And um, I you know, started to talk to people about cannabis. Um, I was in California at that time, um, so it was a legal option for me. And I decided to try it out, and I was kind of shocked at how much it helped with my anxiety and my pain just right away. Um, so I pretty quickly became a daily cannabis user and you know, was really working on figuring out what types of cannabis would work for my particular symptoms and you know, my own unique biochemistry. Because what would happen for me a lot of the time is I would try some type of cannabis that, um, that wouldn't work for me. Uh, maybe it was something that a friend said, oh, this is really relaxing, this will help you. And I would try it out and I would actually get much more anxious or I would feel sicker. Um, but then other types of cannabis were like life-changing. I would just take a little puff and instantly my anxiety would melt away, my pain would be gone. Um, so it was really a process of over a year working with figuring out exactly you know, what was working for me and what wasn't. Um, and, you know, through that process, I was able to figure out a regimen that I've been using for the last decade um, and able to really effectively manage my anxiety and my chronic pain. Um, so, uh, yeah, I went from being, you know, filling out disability forms, thinking I would never be able to live a functional life to really having a full, rich life career family uh, so it's been it's been pretty powerful did you have any guidance or somebody or any resources to help you through that initial process of figuring out what worked for you and what didn't yeah I would say I had a lot of guidance from different places um, you know there were a lot of helpful advice that came from friends that came from people you know working at dispensaries um, and you know, also, of course, working with medical doctors and getting those recommendations um, and, you know, finding, you know, getting advice from them about what would be helpful. But what I found at that time was that there was a real um, lack of information um, at the source of going to the doctor. Um, there were a lot of doctors that were giving out recommendations, but um, weren't able to really suggest what type of product to use or even where to go get the product because of legal restrictions around that in California. So I ended up doing a lot of research on my own. Um, one half of that was doing, you know, scientific research. My, um, my background academically is in the philosophy of science. And when I started using cannabis, I was midway through my PhD program. And I was researching a lot of different um, tools for how to study subjective experiences, um, how to look at things like pain, anxiety, happiness, things that people are really reporting subjectively themselves. So you were qualified to, to help yourself figure it out. 
Yeah. So what I actually did was adapt a lot of those tools to um, really work with testing out different strains, testing out different products, and um, and you know figuring out how those worked well for me. And a big part of that process was also actually bringing in mindfulness techniques um, that I had been learning through meditation, um, which has also been a really helpful part of my recovery. Um, and so kind of combining this way of tracking my experience with, um, you know, these data-based methods and then also really tuning into my experience through mindfulness methods of really noticing how each strain was impacting um, my body. Through that process, I was able to really hone in on very specific um, strains and options that worked well for me. I have a lot of questions about everything you just said, um, but let's start with what strains did work for you? What what products, what did you find? Yeah, so I found that it was actually a pretty small uh, range of products that would work for me. Um, and so there were specific strains that worked really well. Um, Afku is my absolute favorite strain. Um, it's been 10 years and I'm still, we'll get that whenever I see it. Um, what I found in general was, you know, there was a certain sort of subclass of indica strains that had an Afghani lineage. Um, so they all had um, some Afghani landrace cannabis as part of the mix. And then they also would all usually have a little bit of some type of haze. Um, so these kind of indica hybrids that would have those two elements are usually the ones that, you know, will help me out. Um, so I started looking really specifically for those. And then later, um, I started bringing in more CBD as well. And so I've found that for me, what works really well is just this combination of that particular lineage of strains um, and then balancing that out with some CBD because for me, I need a little bit lower THC than what's available on the market uh, in general. Usually see the very, very high THC strains or the very high CBD strains, and there's not a huge amount in the middle. So what I've learned to do is just combine uh, those two elements to get that ideal blend for me. And have you been able to deduce or, or see any connection in, in other cannabinoid or terpene profiles of those strains that you think are the common denominator of what's working for you? Um, so, yeah, there are certain um, terpenes that I find work well. Um, so myrcene, uh, lemonine are two terpenes that are usually high in the strains that I um, enjoy. But I've also found that, you know, the chemistry between all of these different elements can be complicated to track. And so, um, you know, there might be two strains that have the same amount of these primary terpenes that we test for, the same amount of THC, but they still might have different effects for me. Um, so at a personal level, I've found that tracking the strain lineage has actually been more effective for me in finding what works than um, looking at those terpene profiles. And, and you said that you get it whenever you can find it. Is finding what works for you an issue consistently, you know, over time? Yeah, it has definitely been an issue. Um, that, I think, is the 
the biggest challenge to using cannabis medicinally is that there is such a huge variety of different strains. And so to find the ones that work for you in your area on a consistent basis isn't always easy. Um, In the area that I'm living right now, um, near Sacramento in California, for some reason, this geographic area, I, I find a lot of the strains that I'm looking for. I seem to have consistent taste with the market. Um, in other areas, like when I lived in the Bay Area, you know, I thought, oh, I'm in the Bay Area. There'll be tons of cannabis. I'll definitely find what I need. But I found that there, the strain preferences in the market sort of veered more towards OGs, um, which give me headaches. So it was often challenging to actually find the strains that um, would be helpful for me. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad that you you found a better, uh, a more consistent way to get it. Um, I'm assuming that yeah. uh, smoking is your primary delivery method of how you how you use it. Yeah, I use I use a mix of different methods. Um, I do smoke regularly. Um, one of my primary symptoms is nausea, and smoking is just a very effective way to treat that. Um, you know, when you're feeling very nauseous, uh, eating something isn't uh, always the best option. And of course, I find that um, uh, there are sort of different effects that you get from each different way of metabolizing cannabis, each different way of using it. Um, so for me, smoking has been the most effective for symptoms like nausea and anxiety. Um, but I'll also use edibles and find those very helpful for um, pain relief. So I'll use a sort of a mix. I try to you know, keep the smoking as low as possible just because of allergies and you know, um, drying out my throat and symptoms like that. But, um, but I, you know, I do smoke on a, on a regular basis and when I don't, I definitely feel the difference. So that's interesting. I was going to ask if the same strain treats the, the fibro and the anxiety as well, but it sounds like it's the delivery method. That's more, uh, the issue for you. Yeah. Yep. I would definitely say that. Um, I find that the strains, the strains, I will usually shift those more based on the energy level that I want to have. So I have certain strains that I'm more likely to use earlier in the day that give me a little bit more um, energy and focus. And then I have strains that I use in the evening um, that are a little bit more relaxing and sedative. Um, but I find all of those strains are helpful for controlling my anxiety and my pain levels. Um, although the caveat of that is that there are plenty of strains that won't help either. Um, but the ones that I use tend to help with both for me. You said it was about a year that it took you to figure everything out. Yeah, it was about a year till I got a consistent um, regimen that was helping me consistently. I would say that that regimen has, developed and shifted over the last decade um, and has, you know, able to be even more and more fine-tuned. But I definitely had a very effective regimen after a year. So you mentioned that some are more sedative, um, and you also said that you were in grad school when this started. 
did you find any difficulties with you know keeping a clear head or any cognitive effects in that time or or today yeah that's a great question you know that's something people ask me a lot because um you know there's cannabis has such a reputation as this mind-altering drug that'll make it you know very difficult to think clearly or remember things and you know there's certainly some truth to that and when i first got started using cannabis, I was really worried about using it during the day um, when I was studying, when I was doing schoolwork. And um, a friend at the time, uh, he's actually now my husband, uh, recommended um, just trying it. (laughs) He was like, you know, I know that you get, you know, you feel a little bit out of it at night when you use cannabis. Um, but you use it kind of sporadically. He's like, I use it every day and I'm fine. Um, maybe you should just try it. So I was like, all right, well, let me just test this out. You know, I'm, I'm home studying today, not a big deal. Um, so I would start to experiment using this while I was studying, while I was doing my writing work at home on my dissertation. And what I found was that for the first couple of days, I did have Um, I did feel a little bit slowed down by it. Um, Even in those first couple of days as I was having these kind of cognitive effects from from it, I still honestly was doing better than when I was dealing with anxiety and pain because those symptoms really can impact your cognitive functioning and make it very difficult to think clearly. Mm -hmm. So cannabis was more helpful for me than the anxiety pain in terms of that. But I was still getting some sort of like, you know, mental confusion. But after a couple of days of this, you know, my body just adjusted. So what I found was that I was still getting the anxiety and the pain relief, um, but I was no longer really having much of an impact on my cognitive functioning. So I was able to, you know, go through my um, program, get my dissertation uh, finished, successfully defended. I, you know, was using a lot of cannabis the day that I defended my dissertation in front of a, a panel of professors and, you know, had to make arguments on the fly and, um, you know, at this, this high academic standard. So it doesn't sound like an anxiety free situation to begin with. No, no, it was a very anxiety provoking situation. Um, and the cannabis really helped me get through it. Um, without making a negative impact on my mind. So that's why I always tell people, you know, if you're using cannabis medicinally and, you know, it's helping you with something that's, you know, weighing you down during the day, that's slowing you down, you know, try it. Try it out during the day. Try it out while you're doing a little bit of, you know, cognitive work in a safe kind of space. And you might find that uh, you're actually able to function a lot better on it than you might think. So today, a decade later, you are a professional writer, educator on cannabis. Um, you consult and help people go through the kind of processes that you went through. How did how did this become a career for you? Yeah, so I started in the cannabis industry um, a few years after I became a patient. And, you know, at that time, the cannabis space in California was very open. Um, Everything was uh, based around 
being a patient. So if you were a patient, you could kind of provide products to dispensaries. You could um, be a part of that. And so I first really got started by creating products for the local dispensaries that were niches that weren't being filled. Um, so I have like this small line of pre-rolls and these infused sugar cubes. And um, yeah, so it was, you know, it's kind of a beautiful time in the industry um, in, in a certain respect. And then from there, you know, I ended up going into a lot of different areas in the industry. Um, I started and managed a delivery service in my local area. And through that work, I started to do a lot of um, talking with patients about what was working for them, what wasn't working for them. And I you know, realized there was just this huge um, lack of information for people on the process of using cannabis and how to really get started with it, how to really, you know, find what works well for you. So, you know, I decided to start this consultancy and, you know, offer from a patient's perspective um, how to go through that process and offer a lot of the tools that I had used and developed for myself um, in terms of, you know, tracking your experience, um, bringing in mindfulness to be able to really um, notice what's happening with different products. And, um, and yeah, I started to consult with patients and, um, and offer these kind of resources to them. What's the thing that, if there's one thing, what, what's the thing that people tend to have the most trouble um, approaching or getting through um, when they start using cannabis as a medicine? I think the hardest, the, the hardest sort of block to finding an effective regimen is is just the huge amount of products available. It's it's in some ways, um, in some ways, it's helpful to have so many products available because you have so many options for people. But it's very confusing for people that are starting. Right. So, the majority of people that I work with come to me saying okay, I got a recommendation for cannabis. Um, you know, I've tried a few things that have helped me, um, but, you know, I'm having all these bad experiences where I'm getting these negative side effects and, you know, I don't want to give up, but, you know, I'm, I'm about to because I go into the dispensary every time, you know, the, the bud tender will, you know, tell me what's, you know, the new hot strain to try and, you know, and then I'll end up home feeling paranoid and my pain's not relieved. So, um, so I think that is, you know, the big difficulty for people is they come into the space. There's a huge amount of products. A lot of those products are geared towards uh, recreational users. And, um, and so, you know, they end up having these experiences that really were not what they were looking for. Um, so a lot of what I will do is, you know, help them to understand how to navigate the system that's already in place in the cannabis industry, um, help them understand what, you know, the different terms mean, um, what uh, they can start to be able to look for themselves, and then how to sort through that in terms of trying the different things out and saying, okay, you know, maybe I'm a person who does really well with 
this particular kind of sativa, even though, you know, my friends told me this indica was the thing that was going to help me. Um, people just vary like to such an extreme degree in terms of what strains will do what for them. And so it's such an important part of the process to really track how different products are affecting you so that you can go back and find similar products the next time and not just have it be this, you know, um, sort of gamble every time, this roll of the dice where you try something out and you just have no idea how it's going to impact you. Medical cannabis is such a nascent field, and there's a lot we still don't know. You and I are both involved in, in various and similar ways in helping to educate people and, and create those resources um, so that people can can learn how to use it for themselves, can learn what the research is behind it. Do you think that those resources are, are scarce or that people just don't know they're there or how to find them? You know, I think that they used to be a lot scarcer. Um, we've had a big, you know, content boom in cannabis. So there's, there's a lot of information out there. Um, but there's, you know, there's also a lot of incorrect information out there. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of information that is, you know, sort of based on hearsay around the industry. Um, you know, there's a lot of misinformation that's been put out there by sources that are anti-cannabis. And so, you know, what, what I think is really important is for people to have science-based resources um, available where, you know, people are really explaining, this is the science, you know, here is a link to the study of where we're pulling this information from. Um, and, and, you know, acknowledging that we don't know everything about cannabis yet. Um, you know, there are a lot of research restrictions um, and issues that have prevented good cannabis research from being done. Um, and there's also a lot of amazing cannabis research out there. So we have both a huge amount of studies, um, but we also have um, a sort of lack of the particular studies that we often want to be able to make claims. So it's, you know, it's an interesting space where, you know, people really are in the position of having to make these decisions for themselves about, you know, whether they're going to you know, move forward using cannabis for their medical condition um, without the kind of, you know, clinical studies often that we would see for a pharmaceutical option. You know, so we both have this, like, I you know, conversation going in the industry of how there's you know, so much cannabis research, you know, we know that it's helpful, we know that it's safe. But then on the other hand, you know, there's this big lack of the kind of information, the kind of research that, um, that would really um, sort of convince the mainstream for any particular condition, cannabis is going to help you with it. You mentioned that mindfulness and meditation has been a part of your own um, wellness and and treatment for for your conditions. You actually just wrote an article about cannabis and meditation for for us for the Kenigma, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. But can you tell us about what it's meant for you and and how cannabis fits into that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been really interesting to me. Um, using cannabis with meditation together has really been. Um, the path that I've taken in my recovery from anxiety and chronic pain. 
um, you know, I think back to when I first got diagnosed uh, with these conditions and one of the first pieces of advice that the doctor gave me was to try meditating. Um, you know, these conditions, there aren't many um, treatments from the con- conventional uh, medicine. You know, doctors are pretty much like, oh, you've got anxiety, you've got chronic pain, good luck. <laughs> um, so meditation was one thing that they said, you know, exercise, try meditation. So in, this was in the middle of undergrad before I had started using cannabis. And I, I remember going to a meditation event and sitting down to meditate and wow, it was like the most traumatizing, anxiety provoking experience I've ever had. I, you know, felt like I was just totally trapped in my own mind uh, with all of these, you know, terrifying anxiety thoughts that I had been depressing for a long time you know suddenly I'm sitting there in meditation and you know there's really no hiding from your own emotions so it was a really intense experience and you know I I remember just like running out of the room at the end of it just like I am never going to do that again that was terrible um so it was years before I tried meditating again um and when I did it was after I had started using cannabis and, you know, it almost happened just sort of naturally that as I was using the cannabis, I would start to go into these kind of meditative states where I would start to notice more things that were happening um, physically for me in my body. I would be able to, you know, pay more attention to my emotions and with cannabis, you know, it, it wasn't, so scary. Um, it was something that I was then actually able to dive into. So at that point, I, I started a you know, more formal meditation practice and started really learning about meditation techniques and um, you know how to work with your own mind. Do you think that you were that you were able to get there was because the pain and the anxiety were dialed down or because of a mental place that the cannabis brought you irrespective of, of those other things? You know, I think it was a combination. I think it was um, both. And, you know, what we see from the cannabis science is that you know, both CBD and THC have the ability to blunt our stress reactions. So we tested this out in... Um, it's context like um, people giving speeches that have people who have social anxiety having to give a speech in front of people. And um, they find that, you know, if you have cannabis in your system and you know, the right dosing of cannabis, um, that people are actually able to have stressful experiences and not have the same kind of stress response come up. So I think that for me, that was a big part of it that, um, you know, they, on the other side of the science with meditation, they also find that people who have very high levels of anxiety, people who have been through traumatic experiences or have PTSD, often find um, that meditation can actually re-traumatize them. It can be a very, um, it can be a very stressful thing. You know, despite its its ultimate ability to reduce stress. Um, you know, starting that can be very traumatic for people. So I think for me, 
like therapy. You know, you have to dive through the hard stuff to get to a better place. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I think, unfortunately, so many people will start meditation the way that I did, um, have just a very traumatic experience with it, and then never want to go back to it. So for me, what cannabis allowed was to actually go there, you know, to actually be able to look at what was happening for me at an emotional level and be with that, um, which is really the kind of core teaching of meditation. And so being able to work with both, you know, now it's been 10 years of meditating. I, you know, don't need to necessarily have just used cannabis in order to do that. Now meditation is actually a huge resource for me in terms of reducing my anxiety because, you know, I developed this sense of safety with my own internal experience that I didn't have before. Um, so I think cannabis really opened the door to meditation for me. Um, and then I've been able to, you know, use both the meditative practices and the cannabis to really, you know, increase my level of functionality, decrease my level of anxiety. Um, and so, you know, for me, it's always hard to disambiguate between the two because it's really been a joint practice for me throughout um, using both. Thank you, Emily. This has been great. Um, we'll put a link to your website in the show notes if anybody wants to to reach out to you for, for help exploring many of the, the things we've been talking about today. And uh, it's been great talking to you. It's been great talking to you, too. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm Alana Goldberg. This episode was edited, mixed, and produced by Michael Schaefer Armerman. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps other people find the podcast.